I'm Julie. Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. And today we've got a great conversation with our guest, Suzanne Overstreet, where we're going to help you if you have already fallen off the bandwagon in your health resolutions for the year, if you have these great expectations, or even if you didn't make that as a resolution, but you're really striving to improve your nutrition or exercise or all those things, and you're just constantly struggling and finding yourself back at square one, she's going to lay it out for you of the specific questions to go through and the things to ask yourself and get yourself lined up to pick the right plan to be sustainable in those choices. And that's the goal here. So we're going to get really intentional to how to simplify picking the right nutrition and fitness um, strategies and making it happen. Before we get started, though, remember, we're all about making mom life easier on this podcast. We talk about simple ways to make your days more productive. It's an empowering journey of self-awareness and intentional living, but always staying humble by remembering God is in control. All right, now let's get you on track to a sustainable plan. Here we go. All right, welcome everyone to our conversation today. We have a good one, especially for those of you who made any kind of health or fitness resolution or goals for the new year and you're already feeling like you've fallen off the bandwagon and maybe it's a bit of a struggle. So we're going to reset you today and set you up for some success and um, just really have a plan that's going to work that you can sustain instead of just going through this every year and just constantly starting and and stopping. So I'm excited for our guest today to share some strategy here and just really help us have a plan, have a plan that works that we can do. So without further ado, let's go ahead and have you introduce yourself and tell us a little about you. Hi, thanks. So my name is Suzanne Overstreet. I live in Southern Illinois. Um, I am 51 years old. I've been married almost 30 years. That's coming up this summer. So excited. We have three kids. Two of them are out of college already. And the last one is in high school. Um, When I I got a degree in speech language pathology and I worked on and off in the public schools, sometimes full time, sometimes part time. Um, And about four years ago, I quit that job to become a health coach full time. And I haven't looked back. It's been fantastic. Awesome. I would love to hear before we dive into some specifics, just to hear a little bit about your journey and kind of where you've gone through this health journey. Cause we all, that's what it is. It's a journey <laughs> that we've all um, been on or in at some stage of it. So yeah, just give us a little insight to your story. Sure. So five years ago, my husband was starting a campaign. And I, we had been through a campaign before, a political campaign, and I knew what was coming, which was a lot of public appearances, a lot of dinners, a lot of parades. And I was very uncomfortable with being in the public eye. I was uncomfortable in my own skin. And so my why for really getting serious about my health was basically to lose weight. So I felt comfortable at all these events. Mm-hmm. And I honestly started this program. So I did the Optavia program um, skeptically thinking Mm -hmm. I could do this for a month. And if I hate it, I'm going to quit. I mean, honestly, that was my mindset, (laughs) but I started getting some very quick results and I liked it from day one, mostly because it was not overwhelming. I was working full time Mm -hmm. in the schools. We had two kids living at home and we were on the road 
four or five nights a week with this campaign. So as, um, as things progressed and I was getting, you know, more self-confidence, I started coaching actually about six weeks later because I shared about this program just with a friend. You know, when you have something that works, you start sharing about it. Sure. So when I reached out to her, basically she was ready to join me. So I decided to start coaching, although I felt totally unqualified. Mm -hmm. um, but I ended up losing 80 pounds in seven wow. months. And wow. I did feel comfortable at the campaign events, especially as time went on. You know, I walked in all those parades. They were hot, but I was more comfortable. You know, we went to the dinners. We went to the events. I felt much more just comfortable in my own skin, standing up in front of people and doing the smile and wave thing. <laughs> so <laughs> um, as time has gone on, I now walk a lot. I do toning exercises, but I don't um, I don't over really overdo on the fitness. I just see it more as movement and I get more mm. mind clarity and just feel, feel good versus trying to, um, measure steps or count calories burned or anything like that. And I'm taking an adult tap dance class right now, which is so oh, fun. fun. And I make cooking videos. Sometimes I share those on Facebook. I share a lot of healthy recipes. So you know, a lot of, of my life now revolves around health and helping others. So I, I started growing my coaching business until I was matching and then exceeding my salary. And then a year, so a year later, I quit that job and I moved to coaching full time. And the great thing about coaching, it keeps me in the game of my own health. I think, you know, the focus that I have as I'm helping others, as I'm, you know, posting things and really trying to walk out the walk as I talk the talk, it just keeps yeah. me from um, sliding back too far into my old habits, which happens. It provides income. It has helped me make a bunch of new friends. And I really love the time flexibility. So it's it's really not something I was predicting when I started coaching, but it's really grown into a great thing. That's awesome. Yeah, just kind of blossomed in the whole new side of yourself. <laughs> right. Taking that step into turned into a whole thing that was... Yeah, That's I never saw myself like as a businesswoman or an yeah. entrepreneur. So cool. It's amazing what happens when we do something for ourselves and and find some level of success and confidence and how that yeah, blossoms into other journeys we don't foresee. Right. Well, kind of going through all of that and everything that you've learned through all of this and helping other people like we have to start somewhere. So what like talking about like first steps in choosing, especially like for all of us moms listening, we're like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to start some program. We're going to do something to improve our health, figuring out what that is instead of just sort of blindly kind of picking something and being like, okay, I'm going to do this program. What are like first steps in choosing the right fitness or nutrition program, like doing self-awareness to understand what's going to be a good fit and sustainable? Versus when we just sort of blindly pick something like what are those general things we should kind of run through our mind to figure out what's actually going to work for us when we're trying to make a lifestyle change. Right, right. So one thing I've done with my coaching, I, I love this different self-awareness quizzes, you know, anything from the Enneagram number to color personality to what Disney princess are you? You know, I just get a <laughs> kick out of those. And when they really hit the nail on the head, it's like, wow, that really true. So when it comes to, you know, there's so many different, you know, programs and different ways and it can be very overwhelming. So yes. a few things to think about, you know, in, in looking first at who you are, um, you could ask yourself, do you like to be more social or are you more of a private person? So 
When thinking of fitness, if you're a more social person, take classes. Like I said, my adult tap class is a lot of fun, Zumba, aerobics, whatever, yoga, because then you know you're making friends and you're having that social circle along with the fitness. But if you're more private, you might just prefer taking walks or, or jogging or running or doing things with videos. Right. So, you know, there's lots of options out there either way. And then in thinking of a nutrition plan, if you're a more social, be part of a group. And I'm actually going to address being finding a community later, but there are different levels of, of groups and involvement and engagement that are expected. And so if you're more private, maybe just working with one professional, like a coach or a nutritionist or something might be the best way to go. And then the second question I had was, do you do best when someone gives you a structured routine or do you like to wing it? So thinking of fitness, if you like structure, and honestly, I honestly think everybody works better with some structure, but you know, everybody's mm -hmm. different. So if you like structure, I think working with a personal trainer to at least set up a routine, um, whether you work with them weekly or not, uh, you know, that can really give you just some good guidance. And so you're not showing up at the gym going, what should I do? What would be right. the best thing for me? You just show up knowing what you're going to do, having a plan. But if you like to wing it, having, you know, joining some sort of facility or gym where there's always lots of choices, then you can show up and see, what do I feel like doing today? Do I feel like walking on the treadmill? Do I feel like joining a class? Do I feel like, you know, swimming? That's nice to have that variety and to know that any sort of movement is good movement. Yeah. And then in the nutrition realm, if you like structure, find a plan that gives you structure of what to eat and when. A lot of people um, like it with our particular plan because it takes a lot of the guesswork out. But if you like to wing it a lot, then you need to find a plan that has more variety and flexibility. Sure. And I like that whole idea of flexibility and options. And I feel like it still is beneficial to have some sort of plan, like just figuring out, like, go try. I love that you really refer to things just as movement and just kind of taking out that connotation of like everything has to be hardcore exercise intense, but just thinking about movement and, and even eating, just kind of having that go-to list, explore a bunch of things and find out what you like. So at least you have like, say 10 ideas to choose from. If you're like, okay, I want to do my movement today. You can still wing it, but you have something to draw from without just completely. Cause that's, I mean, like moms, we have a few minutes and we're like, what do we do? And we panic and a million things fly through our head. So like to have some sort of idea to fall on and just that you will enjoy. Yeah. Right. I love that. And, and to keep it out of your having to keep it in your working memory, you know, post a little list on your fridge or something of right. what can I do in 10 minutes. And that way, when you have the 10 minutes, you're not having to dredge that up from your memory. It's just there. Yeah. So, you know, th that sort of reminder or support or, you know, having those little reminders around really can help you. And, and I do that for my personal growth and my spiritual journey also, mm -hmm. you know, having, having short little things that I know I leave the book on the the coffee table. So it's right there on the kitchen table versus it's in the bedroom or it's on the bookshelf where maybe it belongs, but I forget about it. Yeah. So the next question I had was, how do you react to the natural ups and downs of a journey? Because they're going to happen, right? Nobody's journey right. is a straight line from where you are to where you want to go. So if the natural fluctuations and ups and downs really don't bother you, you may need less support on a journey. Then this is both for fitness and nutrition. But if when you see that scale pop up half a pound, it throws you off and you think, oh, why am I even bothering? And you have a terrible day. 
then you need more support. You need more people that you can call on and, and more mindset support to get through that because again, they're going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's really powerful takeaways, just thinking through all of this. And I'm such a big proponent of self-awareness because I think this is so empowering to know what to do and have that confidence that you're going to succeed. Like, Hey, if you do derail a lot and like, just are like, Oh, forget it. Throw in the towel or like freak out over what you might think is a setback. And it's just a natural kind of ebb and flow. And, um, but to have that built in knowing like, you know what, I really need that accountability partner. I need that coach or whatever. Then you're going to be able to work through those and not find yourself back to square one all the time and stressing and all of that. So each of these, um, is so helpful. Yeah. Each of these questions just to ask yourself and in the fitness lens, thinking back to when you're talking about uh, whether you're social or not, you may be more of a social butterfly person and wanting to interact. But when it comes to your fitness, you don't feel as comfortable that way. So to really make sure you're don't assume just because you tend to be more of an extrovert that you're going to want to go do a class or a gym, like make sure you kind of think through or like try it and see how you feel. And if it doesn't feel well and you don't want to go back, don't abandon ship altogether. Just try something else based on these like questions about yourself. So, right. I think the willingness just to keep trying things and yeah. giving it time. You know, I've been learning a lot about neuroscience lately. I kind of geek out on that. And somebody I had recently read said that not only do you need to be willing to try different strategies, but you need to give your brain time to get the same reward out of the new habit that you got out of the old habit. You know, so mm -hmm. say, let's say you, you typically are an emotional eater. And so instead of eating when you feel stressed, you're going to start journaling. Well, that first day that you journal, it's probably not going to make you feel as good as, as the eating. You sure. Do. But you try, you give it a few weeks, you know, and then maybe you try taking walks or calling friends. Give it some time for your brain to make that adjustment. Don't just try it once and just keep, keep being willing to try something. Yeah. Such a great point to give it the time as well. Cause yeah, we, we do tend to do that one time thing and be like, Oh, that didn't go well. That's not a good fit. That's yeah. That's fascinating to give it. It makes sense when you put it that way. Like, of course you're not going to get the same result when you eat a carrot over a piece of chocolate, like, <laughs> and just give it time and figure things out. Um, awesome. Okay. So definite strategy of like first steps of just going through these self-awareness types of questions to figure out just generally what is going to be the right direction to go in. And that'll give you insight to having that direction of like, okay, I know I want to try a gym or I know I want to work with a coach or things like that. Are there any tips to think about before like going ahead and stepping into specific fitness or nutrition programs? Yes. I think after, you know, building your self-awareness, asking yourself a few more questions. So the first one is what is your desired outcome? What are you really wanting to focus on? So you might assume you should be focusing on nutrition changes when really mindset would be better. I have a friend who, quote, divorced the diet years ago and really worked on her mindset for, for quite a while before she was ready to jump back in and work on her physical changes. And then just coming from such a place of better health worked just phenomenally better than the, the striving and the struggle that a lot mm -hmm. of us go through with a, quote, diet, you know, or nutrition plan. 
Um, it might be that movement is your first thing. You know, if, if, if your desired outcome is strength or range of motion or balance or heart health, maybe the movement is the first thing that you should work on. And, but if, you're, if your goal is weight loss, nutrition is usually your best bet there to make a change. It's going to be much more effective and get a lot more change from changing your nutrition than trying to what we call outrun your fork. Yeah. <laughs> so true. That is so true. I've definitely proven that to myself. <laughs> Same here. I spent years going to a gym five days a week for an hour with very little change on the scale because I didn't change what I was eating. And now I think I probably got stronger and had more balance and had better heart health, but that really wasn't my goal. And I think if I had sat down with somebody who could have walked me through clarifying my goal first, I could have focused on the right thing and seen quicker results in, in what I really was looking to do. Yeah. And then I could add the movement later to, to focus on those things. Right. So this time I did it the right way around, but you know, I kind of wish I had done it 13 years ago, but that's okay. Sure. <laughs> Better late than never. Now you're helping all of us. Make, that's right. That's right. Make the right decision. So the next question was, what long-term habits are you looking at establishing? Because really we're not wanting any sort of short-term fix. They don't work. It, it really needs to be established as a brain pattern, which takes time and takes practice. So, you know, are you looking at establishing healthier eating habits and or healthier motion and or healthier mindset, you know, back to that first question, but does the program or routine you are looking at have the long-term support or information that you may need to really make it a habit? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. And that's harder work for yourself to be like, what am I willing to do long-term? What are those habits I'm willing to make right now? That's a getting real with yourself question. <laughs> yes. And I love it when people come to me at first and they have that already on their mind. They're like, I, when I lose this weight, I want to keep it off. So I need to learn lifelong habits. That's great. They've already tuned into that, that need versus the person who comes to me and says, well, I want to, you know, I want to lose so many pounds for an event coming up. And I say, that's great. But how about after that event? oh, they hadn't thought that far. So mm -hmm. then, you know, it, an event, you know, on a calendar can be a great motivator for getting started, but you've got mm -hmm. to hook into something longer as your why. So the next one was how and how much do I want to be supported on this journey? Do you want a consistent, regular check-in with the same person? Or do you like to call the call center? Because it's, you know, whenever it's convenient for you at 24 hours and you get somebody random who doesn't know you, Versus somebody, you know, some people really, really like to have that same person who gets to know them and you build that relationship. So I think that looking at the support in different programs is an important component. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting to think about too when choosing, yeah, what you're going to, what's a better fit, what you're actually looking for, if that matters to you or not to help choose between programs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I have a couple other questions, but I know that, you know, in the, in the interest of time, we're not going to go too far. Quick interruption to let you know that Suzanne does have a helpful little checklist of questions here that you can um, download. She's got a free download of that. You can check that out in the show notes so you can remember what these questions are and answer and kind of work through that so that you have a clear plan of choosing the right fitness health program that's actually going to be sustainable. So um, grab that so you have all of this um, written out for you, ready to go. All right, let's get back into it. 
So then the other thing that you and I had talked about discussing were a few do's and don'ts when you are choosing a program. Would you like me to go ahead and get into yeah. those? Yeah, give us some of that. That'd be great. Okay. So do choose a program where you will use all the resources of that particular program. So, you know, do your research. The program's creators put them in there for a reason, and you're going to get the most success by using all of them. So Mm -hmm. just as a coach of a program that has four components, I tell people it's like the four wheels on a car. You want all your wheels inflated and in contact with the ground to get where you're going as quickly and efficiently and safely as possible. And the clients who do that do the best. And the clients who leave one or two wheels in the garage don't do as well. (laughs) So, you know, if you're really not interested in all those components, maybe a different program is a better choice for you. The next one is do consider how you are best supported. So kind of going back to that other question, do you want someone who you build a a relationship with and is your main go-to for questions and support? Or would you rather call a call center when you have a quick question? Do you prefer to keep this journey more private or do you like sharing and comparing notes with a group? Then do ask friends who have made a difference in their health how they did it, but do not sign up for the same thing without doing your research. Yes, what works for someone else doesn't necessarily work for you. (laughs) Replay this conversation, go back to the self-awareness questions. Right, right. Um, Do use trial periods and free consultations, but don't feel obligated to make a long-term commitment if it's not a good fit. Yes, how often do we just, we start down a path and we know it's not a good fit, but yet we feel some sort of obligation to keep going. And you're not helping anyone in that scenario because the other person can't help you if you're if it's not a good fit and you're already kind of checked out. Like, yeah, just right. Or, or I've paid my year subscription. And so I'm just going to stick with this, even though it's not working versus doing something different. Yeah. Feeling like you have to get your money's worth out of it. But if, if it's already proved not to be a great fit then it's just, just let it go, yeah, <laughs> you know, and go start waste something. time. You're yeah. just going to waste time. <laughs> right. And so then the last thing we're getting back to this community component, do find a community. I have found that transformation happens in a community because we start identifying as part of a group and we start learning what it is like that group to do. So this may look like a group of people who are already friends taking a yoga class together, or it may look like a weekly meeting you attend. Or it may look like an online group that provides resources and encouragement, but some sort of group, even if you're a fairly private person, getting into some sort of a group where you know you can go ask questions, you can go find answers, you've got people there to help you problem solve and also celebrate your wins. That is really important. Mm, Yeah, because we are quick to discount our progress and achievements and not see it where other people can see it faster and encourage us in that where we, yeah, we may not notice it or even be willing to celebrate that because we're not to that end goal yet. It's easy for us to miss the milestones. Right. We call that focusing on the gap and not the gain. So Mm -hmm. yes, it may be you're not to your goal, but look at how far you've come and other people, just like almost any other situation, somebody who's, they're more objective because they're outside of you and they can see what you have done and remind you and encourage you. And also our brains are sort of designed to be looking for things that are dangerous and things that are negative to keep us safe. But the problem is that we're constantly focusing on, on negative things instead of positive. It takes, it takes intentionality to, to flip that around and work on, on reminding ourselves of the positives. 
Well, this is all super helpful, you guys. Uh, I really encourage you to go back and like re-listen to this and have your paper and pen out and just really kind of do a self-evaluation here of if you're not in a place where things are working to stop and go back to those self-awareness things to go through kind of those questions to think about with specific programs and is it really a 100% like good match with all the services they do? And yeah, just to run through the do's and don'ts here, like all of it to really, if you want something that's sustainable and really want the lifestyle, like this is the process to figure out what's going to work instead of just kind of randomly doing whatever a friend is doing and then not getting the progress that you want and being frustrated all the time. This is how we change that. <laughs> this is how we be intentional. So right. And I like the word explore. Go explore a few things. Pick a couple things. Really dig in and, and give yourself time. I, mean, I know when somebody makes the decision that they want to do something, they want to get started right away. And that's great. But mm-hmm. give yourself a little time to to dig in and explore and find the one that hopefully will be the right fit right off the bat. Yeah, that that's a great point. And even just like whatever that may look like, if it's it's like, OK, for the next month, my whole goal is to just explore different movement or eating like ideas with no expectation, just explore and find things that are enjoyable. And that is the sole like purpose. And then you can move forward and not feel like you're rushed to, to pick it. So that's great. Yeah, this is so good. Thank you so much. Is there anything else um, you want to share with how um, everyone can find you and learn more if they do want a little more assistance and figuring Absolutely. things out. Yeah. So the easiest way is to find me on Facebook, Suzanne Joy Overstreet, spelled just like it sounds. And you can send me, you can friend request me, but let me know that you heard me on this podcast so I know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you would like to explore what working with me as a health coach would look like, I do complimentary health assessments and we do those on Zoom or on the phone. And again, it's just an explore call. It's just to see if what I have to offer matches what you are looking to create. And I I really enjoy getting to know people that way. You're welcome to just kind of create my Facebook page and see if I'm the kind of person you would like to work with. Um, Because obviously not everybody's a fit for everybody else. And that's okay. So Mm -hmm. I just really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and share these ideas and the self-awareness. And you and I have talked about maybe doing another one on on specifically on the Enneagram. So maybe we'll have a chance to do that at some point. But I appreciate everybody who's listened. Um, I'm fairly new to podcasting. So this has been a lot of fun. Thanks. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you for hanging out with me today. If anything was helpful or gave you new ideas or encouraging, would you bless one of your friends and share it with them? We're all in this together to make mom life easier. So please share. And my favorite thing is to hear from you. So please send me a message on Instagram or send me an email with any questions or comments or what you would love to hear more of on the podcast. And it would make my day. So reach out. And in the meantime, let's go check some boxes.